Welcome to Creating Real Marriages That Last with Dr. Mike Glenn, Senior Pastor of Brentwood Baptist Church. Today we're talking about crisis of moments of leadership. Let's listen in. Mike, when we talk in, in the recent, um, by the time this podcast goes up, we can probably we can say the recent weeks, we've had a couple of national incidents where um, we've seen communities grieve over loss, um, tragedy. Um, and I don't want to talk about those specific instances, but rather on a larger scale. Um, when I think back to when I went to seminary and all the classes that I took, mm-hmm. nowhere in there was a class that's on crisis management um, or what to do in your community when something happens mm-hmm. uh, of this magnitude. I mean, specifically, I'm referring to Orlando, for example. Mike, in your ministry in the 25 years you've been in Brentwood Baptist and in previous places that you've been, how – how do you suggest that pastors go about establishing what do they what do they do what kind of how do they establish some sort of basis or some sort of plan in place not a formal plan but what do they do to prepare themselves for moments like this so that when they're they're not caught flat-footed in those type of moments uh well the the first thing is to uh is to be mindful that bad things are going to happen mm. and they're going to happen in your neighborhood right uh, most of the time we read the paper and it's in Orlando, it's Katrina in New Orleans, yeah. but it's not here in Nashville. Right. Uh, and then the Cumberland River floods. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it is in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the the first thing is to be realistic and understand that while we may not know the, the specific nature of the crisis, whether it is a natural disaster whether it is, uh, God forbid, a shooting, mm-hmm. that there are going to be things that happen. And when that happens, you don't have time to get ready. You have to be ready. Mm-hmm. And and mo- most of the time that involves having uh, in place key relationships and established trust before you need to, to uh, talk about mm. uh, engaging the, the situation. Um and that was one of the good, good things about growing up with a father who was a politician and uh, and and a leader of a, of a city government, and that he always was talking about contingency plans. What happens if the power fails? What happens if there's a flood? What happens when the tornado hits? And here are the structures I have to make sure communication happens between the police and the firemen and that kind of stuff. One, go ahead and work real hard to establish key relationships with key people. Mm-hmm. Know the mayor of your city. Mm-hmm. Know the city councilman. Know the fire chief. Know the uh, the, the police chief. Right. Know the police officers right. uh, and, 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 and the people who, who serve in the fire department. Uh, that was one of the reasons I volunteered to be the, the chaplain with the police department and the, and the fire department, so that you can be part of those discussions about what happens, what if. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, for instance, this building, the, the, our church building, is if something happened to City Hall, this is where the city would relocate right. uh, if we had to stage a, a major recovery of some kind. Right. Uh, and there's already plans and uh, in, 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 for that, uh, get to know the other pastors in your area, not only the pastors of your own denomination or like churches, but especially those pastors of different kinds of churches. Mm. Uh, for, for, for me as a, as a Caucasian pastor, that would be African-American pastors. That would be ethnic pastors, mm-hmm. the Chinese pastor, because when something happens, uh, you won't have time to introduce yourself. Mm-hmm. And then if you show up introducing yourself, right. then there's no trust. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of suspicion you have to overcome. You know, hey, we're here from the government. We're here to help you. Yeah. 
rather than uh, Bishop Joe Walker, who's a pastor of Mount Zion Baptist Church, uh, one of the largest African-American churches in the area, and I are good friends. And, uh, and we have all the back-channel communications uh, to get hold of each other if something was to happen. So it would be, be a conversation of, Joe, I heard this, how can I help? Right. What do you need from me? Or he called me and go, Mike, hey, I heard this. How can I help? Right. And it would be the two of us working together. We've already we already know each other. We've already established the trust, and so we would immediately respond to to the crisis. Now, does that mean uh, counseling? And so, do you have people you can call who can who can go to a school? Mm-hmm. If there's been a car wreck and, and a teenager has been hurt, or and, you know, we've had that happen before, yeah. where our entire student ministry. Uh, spent spent all day at a, at a local school because mm-hmm. of a situation like that. Well, that was already in place. Yeah. When that happened, one phone call, we knew what to do. Mm. So go ahead and establish those kind of contingencies. If this happens, here's what we'll do. Mm. Now, here's the other thing. Make sure you write that down on paper because okay. everybody puts it in their iPhone. Well, what happens if the power's out right. for two days, right? Okay. And and you can't recharge your phone. Right. So you need to have a paper backup of who's who. Here's where we go, and here's the here's uh, how we handle that. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. I would. It's funny because I was like, oh yeah, we just put it on the iPhone, and everybody gets the email, has right. a copy. Yeah, but of yeah, course, yeah. yeah. You know, Katrina hits, you lose power, and well, you know, that plan kind of goes out the window because you don't have a copy of it. And that that to me makes sense. I find, I think it's interesting to hear you say, you know. You need to obviously, uh, you know. I grew up with my pastor was friends with the mayor. My pastor was friends mm-hmm. with all those things. But to move, um, and to move across the aisle, if you will, to a certain degree, and say, "But I'm, I'm not. I'm going to be friends with pastors who, you know, what our Sunday mornings look very different, very, very differently, very differently." Um, that I think more than ever, given our current climate, mm-hmm. um, Baltimore, Ferguson. And and yeah. and you bring up Baltimore. Uh, one of the things that got that, that got Joseph Walker and I talking was we were both really Im- amazed at the difference between Baltimore and Charleston. Hmm. Uh, you had a, a a death in Baltimore. There were riots. Right. You had you had a racial attack in Charleston, yeah. and there were no riots. Hmm. And the and the simple reason is in Baltimore it was the politicians that responded, in Charleston it was the church that responded. Mm-hmm. And so what happens when you have people of faith speaking to their communities, right. who take the microphone and say, "Brothers and sisters, this has happened. It is evil, mm-hmm. but here's how we're going to respond in the love of Christ and mm-hmm. in the teachings of Christ." Mm-hmm. And um, and that was a very profound moment for both of us. So, how can we establish and and one let the press know and these and uh, and your other leaders know we're here to help the greater good of the community. So, when you sit down to the mayor, every pastor in town has has hustled the mayor about something. Yeah. Okay. Just simply say, I don't bring an agenda. I'm here to help. I want you to know who I am and know what our church is is here for. If you need us, let us know. Yeah, I think it's important in leadership what you just said was, you know, um, you, you want to put that change in the bank. You don't want to cash it in on things that are yeah. superfluous where you think, you know, building code or whatever that is, zoning, all that kind of stuff. Sometimes we kind of – this is a moment when you kind of say, you know, you you may need this later on down the road. That's right. So put this in your back pocket. Yeah. And uh, I know I pray for you. and know we're here for you. How do you help 
you know, so when you and you're talking, we're talking, you know, how are you building relationships with with uh, inner inner community? But inside of your staff, in moments of crisis, how are you helping your staff? In other words, let's say let's take Orlando for example. You're, you're let's say let's pretend we're the we're at First Baptist Orlando. What are you telling your staff? Uh, one, I, I think you're telling your staff that there are a lot of hurting people mm-hmm. uh, of all kinds, mm-hmm. and this this is a time to show up uh, to to walk alongside, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't want to say. And, and and I don't want to be misunderstood here. I, I don't want to say evangelism is not the goal, right? Because because you always looking for the yeah. opportunity to share the faith. Yeah. But but people are very vulnerable and they're very scared and they're very sensitive that hey somebody's showing up trying to do something to me. No, we just want to make sure you're okay. And as you get through that, and you mm-hmm. get and we're, we're going to walk through. So we're going to go hang out at at those at those places where the hurt is. And we're going to try to create a little safe place for people to try to process and walk through their grief. Mm. Um, this is not a time to judge, not a time to talk. This is a time just to give them a safe place mm. uh, uh, to, to talk through some things. Yeah, and I think it's uh, just to, to, yeah. to be a friend. Yeah, um, and I think, but I think it's important to hear hear a pastor say that. I think. I mean, I think that's one of the things where I encourage any pastor to do. I always think. My big thing with pastors on social media, because this is where things can go awry for a pastor in a situation like this, is model for your staff how you want them to act. Mm-hmm. You know what you tweet out, what you put on Facebook, they're going to model. Um, at the same time, what you tweet out has got to match what happens behind the pulpit. In other words, when you're standing at the pulpit, you 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 can't. Oftentimes, I think one of the things is is that. Um, we end up creating two inconsistent messages, what we preach and what we say on Twitter and what we say on social media. And I think in moments of crisis, that can really come true if, if there aren't coming. Yeah, well, you know, that's the, that's the personality studies. This is who you want to present yourself to be, and then this is who you are under crisis, under right. stress. Yes. This is who you reveal yourself to be. Um, you, you know, my friends uh, – uh, and you know you don't have to talk to me real long to understand I'm, I'm I'm conservative in my theology I'm conservative in my in my understanding of of marriage uh, I'm f- fairly consistent on that but you know that's not the only thing I talk about right uh, and I and I do have friends who have made other decisions and who who, who live other lifestyles they know where I am yeah uh, and and they don't need me to bring it up every time we're around you know exactly. Uh, so, but but I want to keep I want to keep that friendship open. I want to keep that door open. Right. And and people say, well, why do you do that? Well, I've never been able to to figure out how you talk to somebody about Jesus without talking to them. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's the small. That's a small just, problem right there. I you just, have to talk to them. You know, yeah, exactly. And if you, if you come and if you you know tell somebody you know you're going to burn in hell for the decisions you've made, then you cut off any conversation. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, the young version of me in college did exactly that. Yeah, well, you know, we're all guilty of that. But gosh, it feels good to be right and uh, and let somebody else know that. But uh, uh, there's there's that the the word in scripture is righteous. Yeah, not not right. Right, righteous. And yeah. there's a difference. I hear you. Thanks for listening in on the conversation. 
If you want to find out more about Dr. Mike Lynn, you can go to MikeLynnOnline.com or you can follow him on Twitter at Mike Glenn. You can also download a free copy of 170 Ways to Love Your Spouse on his website, MikeLynnOnline.com. 